0: Hello, I'm Mariam Lawal, Sustainability Analyst at the Chartered Banker Institute. At the Institute, we are committed to speaking with banking and finance professionals, policymakers and regulators to understand how we can build the cultures, capacities and capabilities that is required to align finance with the Paris Agreement and broader sustainability goals. These green conversations, as we call it, span across climate risk, green and sustainable finance, and nature-related financial risks. So far, we've had the opportunity to host experienced professionals in our previous episodes. Today, we'll be focusing on financing nature-based solutions. Nature-based solutions contribute 40% to the solutions that limit climate change. However, it has received only 3% of climate capital. Banks as the largest financiers, excluding the government in the economy, are well positioned to scale up funding for nature-based climate solutions. So it becomes imperative to explore what gaps and opportunities exist for routing in bank support for nature-based solutions. Today we have with us Mr. Andrew uh, Sutherland, who is the director at Nature-Based Solution Palladium. Uh, thank you so much for joining us
1: Thanks. Yeah, great to be here. Yeah, thanks.
0: Thank you. Uh, please, could you kindly tell us more about what you do um, at the organization where you're working and your role? Um, uh, just just briefly, thank you so much.
1: Yeah, sure. So um, Palladium is a global organization that specializes in um, designing and delivering what we call positive impact. So that is Um, projects initiatives vehicles that create positive social environmental and economic impact in the in the countries that uh, we choose to work in Um, so we have a variety of different disciplines um, you know governance humanitarian response economic growth but but a lot of our work is environment and and nature-based solutions Um, and then we have a variety of capabilities as well so we, we um, have uh, consulting teams project management teams technical specialists um, capital raising um, specialists asset managers and we try to combine all of this um, into um, a sort of uh, strategy or strategies that uh, helps us to bring increasing levels of, of finance public finance private finance into projects and vehicles that um Create positive impact around the world. My job is, as the nature-based solutions director is is to take um, the capabilities in Palladium and try to, to harness them with partners um, to um, catalyze private finance into restoring nature through monetizing natural capital um, while leaving no one behind. So the social impact dimension of what we do is really important. And then, practically speaking. Um, I um, manage a project development organisation that is looking to um, bring private finance into um, ecosystem services in the UK. Um, I'm involved in various other things, an impact fund in the Amazon, um, a vehicle that is uh, helping corporates to more responsibly um, source uh, green commodities. Um, a vehicle that provides working capital to, to green commodity uh, players and, and various other things. But it's all around how do we get more finance into scaling up um, nature based solutions.
0: Okay, thank you so much. Um, thank you. I'll just head right on to the next question. So, for for members or students um, who would like to understand, uh, what are nature-based solutions and why should banks uh, be involved with this? Please.
1: Okay, so uh, nature-based solutions are um, nature-led solutions to problems that, that emanate from. Um, an imbalance between human activity and and, and nature. So so what does that mean? I mean, nature-based solutions tend to revolve around um, restoring nature and restoring the balance between people and nature um, and doing that to solve problems that people are encountering increasingly due to climate change and nature loss. So, for example, um, flooding in the UK, Flooding is a huge problem that emanates from deforestation in, in hill areas. So um, an example of a nature-based solution is um, forest recreation in hill areas, which slows down rainfall and therefore reduces the risk of flooding. So that's a, if you've got a problem of flooding in your town, there's a nature-based solution, which is um, planting trees. And then there's a man-made solution, which is like you know building flood defenses or, or dams or things like that. Um, nature-based solutions are um sometimes but not always underpinned by by market mechanisms so for example with this flooding example if you continue that um you know there are some pilot deals where for example um an insurance company is is going to be at a, a huge loss every time there's a flooding event and they have modeled that if they pay the cost of creating a woodland somewhere um, they can model the you know, the, in, the reduction in the risk of flooding and, and basically um, uh, the, the reduction in cost um, losses to them from, from paying out when the flooding happens. And it, it ends up being cheaper to um, pay for, for forest creation. Um, there's lots of other examples of nature-based solutions that revolve around things like um, um, carbon markets, um, reduction in fire risk, um, you know, biodiversity um, and, and things like that. Um, so why should banks be involved with this? Well, at the minute, um, uh, this is quite a new area. So um, the government or governments are sort of tending to pay for everything, kind of um, seed funding um, initiatives, seed funding project developers, um, subsidising um, you, you know the creation of nature-based solutions, and we think that that um, is uh, uh time limited and, and and constraining scale um so actually there's a, a huge investment opportunity coming up for banks to play a role in responsibly stewarding private capital at scale into nature based solutions and and if we can scale up nature-based solutions all over the world then we can we can help to address the twin crises of, of global heating and nature loss so as governments get to the limit of what they're able to afford to do, um, there's a natural transition, which Palladium is trying to help to accelerate where private capital comes in and starts to play this scaling role in terms of um, investing in nature and, and banks, um, You know, uh, we believe have got a, a sort of central role to play in that scaling
0: okay thank you thank you so much for that um, so uh, just based on some of the recent statistics that we've seen nature-based solutions uh, contribute about 40 percent to the solutions that limit climate change however um, they receive only three percent of climate capital um, in your opinion what what exactly are responsible for these gaps what factors would you say are responsible for these gaps please yeah
1: sure I think um... You know, where more climate capital is going is into things that are easier to understand from an investor perspective. So renewable energy projects is is the obvious thing. Um, there's a lot more control involved in, in designing a, a renewable energy project and monetizing the you know the 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 electricity, you could ensure it for risk more easily. Um, you know, your returns are safer. Like so if you look at if you've got some capital you want to put into climate. You're going to put it into the the more predictable, lower risk, more easily understood sort of option. Uh, nature-based solutions. I mean, I've just spoken about investing money in planting trees to reduce the risk of flooding. I mean, that that's like different. It's it's new. Um, it's harder to understand, um, and uh, there's lots of work being done by organisations like Palladium and um, to to sort of manage. Um, the risk of doing that so the first reason is, is just that nature-based solutions are uh, newer there's a lot of educating the market that needs to be um, carried out and um, you know the, the risks that need to be better understood before people are going to kind of scale up investing um, that's you know we're getting to that point with carbon we're seeing a lot more investment into Um, carbon markets, carbon projects, but other forms of nature-based solutions are much earlier stage. Then the other main reason, um, uh, you know, and a huge barrier, I think, to to scaling up um, investment is the role of government funding. So um, governments do an excellent job in providing seed funding for initiatives, but um, also, you know, often government uh, can be inadvertently creating, um, you know, barriers for private investment through subsidy regimes so sometimes you'll find that um, you know uh, nature based in the example of peatland restoration in the UK um, you know the government makes a lot of upfront capital grants available to do restoration work um, which means that you know there isn't a space for investors because if you can get a grant to do something you you're not going to to take a loan to do it so so there's this sort of um, well-intentioned subsidy regime in, in various areas that um, actually it's becoming a constraint to scale um or reducing the space for for private investment and you know that's one of the reasons why we think that um you know government should be looking to pay for um outcomes uh, more often in this space and then um, there's a lot of work to do with um you, you know making it making more people want to use land for nature based solutions and therefore creating a supply of investable projects and and one of the things that's got to be and sort of debated out there is, is you know, the incentives to do nature projects using land versus um, agriculture, which is again, um, you know, for lots of good reasons, but uh, heavily subsidized. So I think um, uh, the answers are, you know, it's a new space fraught with risk. Um, people need to understand it um, a lot more clearly before capital will flow. And then um, there needs to be more of a level uh, playing field um, in terms of where investment can, uh, where private investment can kind of play a role vis-a-vis um, you know, grants and other forms of subsidy.
0: Thanks, Andrew. And given the insights from the work Palladium is doing, can you share your views on what banks could be doing to better support nature-based solutions and perhaps also give our listeners your perspective on voluntary carbon markets as a mechanism to support this?
1: team um, is currently working with uh, several high street uh, and private banks um on nature based solutions projects and um the the way that they're supporting nature based solutions is 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 either through um you know csr funding or um funding projects as part of a, a net zero strategy or um looking at creating um long term um you know carbon sink assets in in their in their portfolio um or also as kind of um uh, creating them um, new new lending opportunities um you know as well through sort of innovative um, financial mechanisms so there's various strategies banks are already deploying um to support some of our our, our projects um, and i think that generally speaking working with with companies like like palladium and our, our sort of um colleagues, uh, it's about banks kind of better understanding what role financing nature-based solutions can play in investment strategies and financial products that they want to um, offer to customers. So I think um, there's, there's a market emerging for things like, um, you know, net zero or biodiversity positive finance to customers who you know are coming to banks and, and asking for um you know loans are, well what happens if you're able to provide a loan that has also got um a nature positive component or takes takes care of kind of any biodiversity liabilities or esg liabilities i think there's a real opportunity for banks to think more um sort of uh in thinking of kind of joined up way about the role of providing finance for whatever um consumer needs are, and at the same time doing that responsibly by tying in um, you know, nature into into how the finance is kind of offered. Um, you know, I think other other sort of things that um are interesting for banks, I mean, you know, there's a there's an increase in investing in um, you know, for example, woodland creation or protection for for carbon, um, conservation for for biodiversity, water quality trading schemes, and um, flood risk reduction, all of these things could we're seeing can as we move from pilots into delivery, you know, they can all increasingly generate returns for investors. And, and, you know, I think there's a role for banks to better understand as part of a green portfolio, um, you know, uh, where they can, where they can look at, you know, bringing in nature-based projects as, uh, you know, into their products, as as well as more traditional things like um, renewable energy. So I think there's a, that banks can support nature-based solutions by continually sort of diversifying investment products and I think we're starting to see that as well um, so there's lots of there's lots of um, options around that and then um, quickly on voluntary carbon markets uh, I mean voluntary carbon markets are, are controversial I mean there's a lot of coverage the last couple of days in the media around um, uh, you know Vera and um, questioning the the science behind it and things like that and we've seen carbon markets go through a few cycles of of boom and bust. But I mean, we believe that um, with the advent of the net zero movement and the pressure on corporates to become um, net zero, this is kind of the real deal in terms of um, maturing carbon market. Carbon's the most readily understood and and therefore investable ecosystem service um, in the nature-based solutions field and, and voluntary carbon markets, ultimately, despite some confusion over standards, risks, what claims you can and should make, um, you know, it's it's one of the leading tools for supporting um nature-based solutions. And um it's it's already proven that carbon markets can bring finance at scale into projects that make a difference for people, climate, and nature. Um, you know, and, that, and that's what we're really um out to achieve. So um I think um voluntary carbon markets so far have been a hugely important tool for catalyzing finance into things like rainforest protection. Um for instance, and, and I, I think um, we're on the verge of seeing that scale up, despite um, some of the kind of confusion and and, and uh, recent press coverage.
0: Thank you so much. Um, I think just based on uh, the voluntary carbon markets you've mentioned, I was also going to ask if you think um, standardisation sort of prevents um, or, or poses a challenge for banks to to play in that space the way that they should. Or what what are your thoughts around standardisation in the voluntary carbon markets? If you don't mind me asking that as well, I think um, the
1: proliferation of different standards is a barrier to um, understanding. I think um, it, it's uh, there's complexity there, and I think that that then potentially becomes a barrier to investment. So I think from a bank. You know, investor point of view, having um, you know, less or a single standard, um, you know, would probably be be helpful. But then there are reasons why there are different standards within the voluntary carbon markets because some of the different standards and different methodologies focus on different um, ways of delivering projects and ways of of uh, you know types of impact. And so you know, at the same time. Um, you know, homogenizing things into one standard, you you can kind of, um, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater, if you like, and 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 lose some of the the new ones. So, I think that's a that's a difficult question to, you know, to be categorical yeah. about.
0: Okay, well, well, thank you so much for the insights that you've provided. Um, I think just on the last, the final question that we have. Um, would be that what, what key things uh, would you say that um, our members or students need to know about um, nature-based solutions and or what advice would you give them um, uh, with respect to their day-to-day, that decision-making of their day-to-day roles?
1: Um, I think in summary, um, nature-based solutions are uh, an underdeveloped um, but rapidly developing part of the solution to the twin crises of climate change and nature loss. Um, Nature-based solutions can't continue to be funded at scale by public funding and private funding, according to, it's pretty much a consensus that private finance has got to come in at scale to uh, finance nature-based solutions. Um, There's a huge opportunity for leadership um, for banks, and we're already seeing some banks um, take that on. but when you go down a level into what the actual projects and solutions are, and these projects are um, complicated, they take investment to develop, and they're, they're, they can be quite risky. The, the supply and pipeline of projects is limited, but, uh, you know, moving quite quickly. Um, and I think that on a day-to-day level, in order to start to really move into this space and take advantage of these opportunities, I think you're around a, lists and, and and students should um, start to look for opportunities to to understand projects on the ground um you know uh, earlier in their their journey to investability and and then we can start to potentially see more banks start to curate investment strategies uh, against you know what nature based projects are going to be coming out you know months and years from now um and what they need to do internally to kind of uh, prepare the ground for for investing in nature if that's part of um you know where banks want to go um palladium uh we, we'd like to think of one of the leaders in in this space um, so uh, we are obviously um really happy to to you know discuss um you know answer questions and 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 meet up with any of your members if um you know if, if that would be useful to kind of help to disseminate understanding of what we're trying to do
0: thank you very much andrew and to our listeners i hope you've enjoyed our green conversation this morning if you have please share your feedback with us via social media and please do join in or start your own green conversations with your customers with your colleagues families friends and your communities as well thank you very much and goodbye